Welcome to this, the next edition of our daily devotions coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We're glad that you've taken this moment to join us as we reflect upon God's word. Let's now take a moment to prepare our hearts and minds by listening to some beautiful music. pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, we have two scriptures today to consider from our daily lectionary calendar. The first comes from the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 through 22. Hear the word of God. Moses speaks and says, So now, O Israel, what does the Lord God require of you? Only to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his decrees that I am commanding you today for your own well-being. Although heaven and the heaven of, heaven of heavens belong to the Lord your God, the earth with all that is in it, yet the Lord set his heart in love on your ancestors alone and chose you, their descendants after them, out of all the peoples as it is today. Circumcise then the foreskin of your heart and do not be stubborn any longer. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who is not partial and takes no bribe, who ex executes justice for the orphan and the widow and who loves the stranger, providing them food and clothing. You shall also love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God. Him you shall serve. To him you shall hold fast. And by his name you shall swear. He is your praise. He is your God who has done for you these great and awesome things that your own eyes have seen. Your ancestors went down to Egypt, 70 persons. And now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars in heaven. The second lesson is from Hebrews chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one may fall through such disobedience as theirs. Indeed, the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart, and before him no creature is hidden, but all are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one to whom we must render an account. Since then, 
we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Several years ago, I was out in California visiting a good friend of mine whose name is Tim. Tim, at that point, was pastoring a church just north of Los Angeles in a little town called Port Wainimi, which is right there on the Pacific Ocean. And while we were there, while I was there, Tim received an invitation from one of his parishioners for us to go sailing. Now, I'm not much of a sailor, but I grew up on the lake, sailed a little bit. And so the idea, though, of a little pleasure cruise on the Pacific Ocean sounded kind of nice. So late that afternoon, Tim and I made our way over to this man's house, whose name was Bob. And there behind Bob's house was this beautiful 36-foot sailboat. Now, it turned out that there was going to be four of us who were going to take this little excursion out onto the Pacific. Two who knew nothing about sailing, that being my friend and I. And so we got on the boat, checked some last-minute things, untied the lines from the dock, and off we went. Now, in order to get out to the ocean, we had to pass through a series of canals that led to a harbor, and then finally we made it out to sea. And so for a while, we sort of chugged under the power of the boat's motor just to get us out to the ocean. And before we started out, I hadn't realized how windy it was, and it seemed that with each passing minute, as we drew closer and closer to the ocean, it got windier and windier. And, and then all of a sudden, Bob, the captain, said, okay, gentlemen, let's prepare to race. Race? Nobody has said anything to me about racing. I, I thought this was a pleasure cruise. I was ready for the cheese and crackers to come out. I was ready to stre stretch out and maybe catch a tan on the Pacific Ocean. But before I knew it, the sails were up, the engine was off, the wind was getting windier, the waves were getting wavier. And remember, I'm not a sailor. And so as we got out into the ocean and the boat started you know, going this way and that way, bringing new meaning to the phrase keel over. And as the waves seemed to be tossing us around at their whim and as Captain Bob was barking orders at us with a voice that betrayed a slight sense of panic. And as it was, all I could do was to hold on to these lines which were holding the sails, which were holding the wind, which were driving us further and further from the shore. It, it was then that I began to think what a wonderful life I had lived. Now, we were on that ocean and in that race for the better part of three hours, and it took me about the first hour to realize that we weren't going to die. No, it wasn't until we were well into the race with the ocean spray in our face and the wind whipping us around and the boom going back and forth, almost knocking my head off a couple times. It wasn't until then that I began to realize this was not necessarily the end of my life. This was just sailing. This is what happens when you put out into the deep and you raise up your sails and you let the wind take you. Oh, by the way, we finished dead last in the race. But as people of faith, I think one of the things that most challenges us in our spiritual journeys is the tolerance or lack thereof we have for adventure. We like the idea of jumping in a boat with Jesus taking a little pleasure cruise, if you will, with him upon the glassy sea of life. 
And, you know, maybe we like a little wind in our face and a gentle splash of ocean spray. But we may not want to take our place on the crew and navigate into uncharted waters. We don't necessarily want our journey with Jesus to be too upsetting. And certainly we don't want it, want it to make us feel that we are, have to put ourselves at risk. It's hard to find that spiritual model, though, anywhere in the Bible. It's quite the opposite. When Jesus calls the disciples to join him, he tells us that we are to take up our cross and to lose our lives in order to find them. Which gets me to these passages in Deuteronomy and Hebrews where God seeks to make clear that there are commands to pay attention to and to follow, and they have to do with things like justice and caring for the orphan and the widow and, and all the rest of the vulnerable people of this world. And, and usually that means getting close to where they are and what they're doing to understand the lives they're trying to live and to identify with them so as to learn how to set our own sails against the winds of their adversity. I suppose it's one of the great steps of living into the vision that God has for us to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly, to quote from Micah, is that we grow into a curiosity as to how others have to live to understand better their plight so as to know what can we do to best help. Which makes sense because the one we follow is the one that the Hebrew writer calls the high priest, a certain, but a certain kind of high priest, not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one, as the writer tells us, who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. You see, Jesus can take us on the adventure of justice for the vulnerable and the orphan and the widow because he has already taken the journey himself. He can sympathize with our anxiety and our worry and our reluctance because he faced into the same things. So we put up our sails and despite what the winds may be against us, we move forward toward the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Oh God, strap us in for the adventure of following your son Jesus and help us to learn the thrill of following you and the joy of serving those <clears throat> who are most in need of your grace. For we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.